Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the 15 Years Later podcast. My name is Tim Larson, and... And I am Mike Wilden. Good to have you guys out here. We're just uh, here to talk about um, blog episode number four. Which from called... baseball to the stage. From baseball to the stage. Mike, what do you have for us today? Uh, well, I mean, this is really, this is your entry. Yep. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one though. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to get into some really fun stuff here. Uh, you know, last week I talked a lot about where my career took me professionally. Yeah. This is more of a personal thing for you for some of your, I I, I don't feel right calling them hobbies, but just other passions that you have outside of your actual, uh, working career, um, that are still a huge part of your life. Yeah, I went on the Wayback Machine for a couple of these things. When did I start playing music? Um, what was the origin of this baseball stadium tour thing that we keep talking about? Um, I've got I've got plenty of things to say about how the actual thing started. And we go way back into the mid-90s on this one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I have a feeling once we get into the actual baseball stadium thing, I'm going to have a lot to say, too. That's <laughs> yeah. That one's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. First of all, thank you, everybody, real quick for following along with us. We really appreciate everybody yep. listening along. Um, we're yep. glad to have you here again Welcome this to the week. Show, people. Yeah, we uh, we really appreciate everybody reading along and listening to the podcast. Uh, we're getting a lot of comments from you people uh, about, you know, just, hey, I'm listening to the podcast or hey, I just read the book. And it's great. We love it. I got to tell you, it's really fun for me that my wife actually said to me after reading this last blog episode, I didn't know that's how you got into a band. <laughs> that's pretty great. We we've been dating for twenty some years. Yeah, d- and between it, dating I and marriage, let her know how that started. That's great. Uh, you know, we were um, so we're recording here in person. We are uh, live today. We are yes. not on Zoom. We are in my uh, living room downstairs. Yeah. First time we've recorded a podcast yeah. in person, which is pretty cool. Yep. And uh, so we we ate some some homemade wings. wings. We had chicken wings earlier, which we were them in the oven. Delicious, Thank by you. the way. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I actually got to hear some of the origins about uh, well, how you guys dating. met. Yeah, yeah we talked about us dating, and like it's what I've before. told you so many of my dating stories. Sure. I I didn't realize I actually didn't get to hear. How yeah. you met Nick. So that was kind of fun. What was also actually kind of fun since I bring it up just a week ago, yeah. I got to go and see you play. Yeah. Uh, play a show. I got yeah. to see the bare hand bones live and in person and in concert. It was a fun. Um, that was a lot of fun. It was my second bare hand bones concert. Right. The first one uh, we won't mention for now. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. For, for the sole reason that it's it's important for later in our whole Integral story to the story that we're talking. but this was a lot of fun you know i you yeah. guys uh you guys got a little started a little later than you wanted to which yeah. honestly worked out fine because i got to catch up you know i got to hang out with nikki and i got to yeah. hang out with some of your teacher friends and everything but it was it was just a blast and you guys i thought you guys sounded great it was um it was a lot of fun and uh we had fun too yeah uh, you can tell when the crowd is enjoying it like you can tell and that makes us have fun as well so yeah. uh, that was a really fun night all the way around absolutely also uh we have a we have a little bit of a surprise for you guys uh today for the first time on the 15 years later podcast we have our first guest yep, we're gonna do a guest we got somebody who's gonna be a guest speaker today tim who's our guest uh it i wrote about this in the blog in 1995, is it 1995 or 1997? Um, 
going all the way back to when I started doing this timeshare thing, started doing the baseball tour thing. My buddy Dan is going to come and talk to us for a little while about what it was like to go to all those baseball stadiums. And I'm pretty excited to hear Dan talk about something that he and I have been at for 30 years. Yeah. Uh, Dan's going to join us today. Dan, Dan's a really, he's a really nice guy. Um, and I, I can't wait to hear the stories that you and uh, you and he get to share about all these experiences you guys yeah, had man, together. I, like I'm an old dude right now, but we were young guys. Like we were, we were young with a, with an idea that we wanted to just get after. And um, uh, we are now old and it will be very interesting to hear Dan reflect on what it was like for us to be young with all that energy. Yeah. I think so too. I I'm looking forward to it. Hey, so Mike, uh, while you were coming over here, um, you had, you sent me a text message that something, a whole bunch of stuff had happened. <laughs> like you got here a little bit later than you oh. said you were going to get here. Right. Did, explain. I, this doesn't have anything to do with our blog or our podcast, but you're pretty fired up about yeah, this. I, I, I kind of happened today on the way over here. Yeah, I, I told you I was going to leave soon, and then I didn't, like, I texted you an hour later saying, oh, hold on, a lot's happened, but I'll tell you about it later. Right. Uh, but I'm, I'm, so I'm of the age where um, I was about five or six years old when the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers show uh, came out yes. um, okay. in the United States. So, of course, you know, I grew up with being a big fan of that. So fast forward to uh, a few years ago, uh, you know, now I'm a, I'm a big uh, comic book fan. I yes. Just a few years ago, I started collecting comic books. Yes. And uh, one of my friends who was also a big fan of Power Rangers put me on to uh, a certain comic book series. There is a Power Rangers comic okay. that is way better than it has any right to be. Okay. I mean, like the show itself, you know, there's there's a certain level of nostalgia in watching these. Yeah. So you know, there's a lot of I was fun going is as an adult at the time, the show for me really was like, what, what are these kids watching? Well, yeah. And, what and, you're and saying is ob objectively yeah. terrible show. Okay. <laughs> it's right. awful. And you but, loved it when you were a kid. Right. All right. I, because I didn't know what good in shows, but it, it was just, yeah. you know, I was I was a child. Sure. Um. But this comic book series is genuinely very good. Okay. Anyway, I had a contract in North Dakota a couple of years ago. I remember that. And um, when I when I was up there, the my housing situation was I just had a room, and then I kind of shared some of the like the kitchen and the area with a uh, a couple that was just in there a couple a couple that was just in their late twenties nerds. Okay. So my kind of people. I okay. just I absolutely love it. Yeah. wonderful human beings absolutely right. love these people to death um i hope they hear this at some point uh the the wife was also a big fan of power rangers i found out just in talking to them okay and so i let her borrow um some of the trades i had of the uh, that power rangers comic and so she cruised through those and you know oh. so we got to chat with all um you know about all that so um i was about to hop in the sh I'm, the water was on i was about to get into the shower and i heard my phone ring okay so i went and i looked and it was this girl that i you know yeah. that you know, owned this house um that that i stayed in for that summer a couple of years ago i was like why is she calling me oh okay you know so i picked it up uh -huh. and she went hey i have a question a quick question actually it's not really that quick i'm on my way to this bookstore 
and I, I, I need to ask you something. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. So this is why you were late. To yes. Over here. Okay. Uh, yes. And I and I do not regret this at all. Uh the guy that played Tommy, the Green Ranger. The who, Green Ranger. Yes. Who That's is the most popular guy? Yes. Okay. Uh, it, anybody that knows anything about Power Rangers yeah. knows that the Green Ranger, yeah. Tommy, was the guy. That's the guy. Yeah, there were yeah. points where he was the White Ranger. There's a point when they went into like the Zeo Rangers, where he's the Red Zeo Ranger, and then there was another. Se- he he had a lot of involvement with the series overall. Okay. Um, even in new iterations, he kind of showed up here and there. But I mean, the most popular, the most well-known one, and the coolest one back in the day was Tommy the Green Ranger. Okay. Um, you know, he was kind of he started out as the evil Green Ranger and then like they broke the curse. And so he joined the team. And so he was really, you know, one of those things, you know, he was way just, too much about this. Dude, but again, this was my childhood. Are you kidding childhood. me? I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. Shh. I of course I knew I know too much about this. I, <laughs> I, I know the appropriate amount about this. OK, that's um, OK. That's you know, I'm not going to argue with that. But, you know, I, it, for me and so many people my age. Jason David Frank, uh, the actor who played Tommy in the show, uh, who was the Green Ranger, uh, he was he was an icon. He was a legend for us. Yep. And Jason David, not only was he, um, you know, the actor that played one of our favorite childhood characters, he yeah. actually was a like a legitimate martial artist. Okay, he had his own form of martial arts. Um, your nerd um, is showing so. Oh, and I am. I like, am. You are flying the nerd flag right now. Hell yeah. I I you know what? Right. Th- this is me. Let's just <laughs> let's just put it out there. I All right. I All I'm right. not going to hide from it here. Uh, uh, hey, that's beautiful. All anyway, right. Jason David Frank was just an icon for a lot of us. I think I got that. He uh unfortunately passed away. I want right. to say last year. Oh. Or the year, okay. but, you know, time kind of blends together. But recently he passed away, which is sad cuz he was still very young. Um, for, you know, for the, for the age that he passed. So apparently one of the last signings he had been, uh, he'd been to was a bookstore in Grand Forks, North Dakota. I don't know if it was like, it wasn't probably the last, but like on his last like tour or whatever, before he passed, this was one of his last signings. Okay. So as I'm about to hop in the shower to come in to here. Oh, I see where this is going. Yeah. I get a call from this girl and she says, hey, I'm on my way over to this bookstore because they have a bunch of these comics that I just told you about Uh um, that I had introduced her to that were signed by Jason David Frank. So she said, I'm heading over here and the the husband gave me permission to use our money to buy some of this. (laughs) Like we talked about this and we both agreed this is going to be okay. And so do you want any? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. So she, you know, she got there and she sent me some, uh, some pictures of like the different covers they had. And so I looked at him and I was like, oh yeah. So like, I, so yeah, I was, I was dealing with that. So I've got a a Jason David Frank signed cover. So you don't have it now, but you acquired it. It's, it's, yes. Yes. That's why you were late today. It is on its way. And I do not regret it. Because if I hadn't taken that phone call, that wouldn't be the case. Yeah. And so I, I'm very excited for that. I'm very grateful um, to this person for calling me and thinking well, yeah, of me of that. That's cool. If they happen that's to be cool. listening, thank you so much. I said it over the phone, but thank you so much again. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so it was it was a very cool um cool thing and it delayed me about an hour getting over here. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of what happened there. But yeah, uh let's uh let's let's see what happens for the rest of this episode. Cool stuff. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the blog. Let's talk Ready? about the blog. This cool. is uh, blog episode number four from Baseball to the Stage. Yes, this was written by you. Mm-hmm. And do you remember, you know, we talked last week how um, on a plane to Hawaii was actually reordered into the yes. spot that it was in. Uh, from Baseball to the Stage is exactly where we had written it. We have to talk about baseball. Like, baseball's got to come up. Right. Because it's a big it's a big theme of this whole thing. And so this landing in this spot is right. Yeah. Um, because it really introduces a passion. Yeah. And we had some passionate conversations about things that we were excited about in our lives. And, and, um, and baseball is definitely one of them. And we have clearly more to say about it, but it, it was good to get back to the root of that. This is me getting back to how it started. And I, that's yeah. a fun story for me to go back and tell. So uh, on that note, actually, I'll go ahead and ask you this. Um, you know, you kind of speak at one point uh, towards the end, not quite at the end, where you talk about committing to things on a ridiculous level. Oh, yes. Because you you talk about basketball. You talk about you know, your music career, which we're going to get into. You talk yeah. about the baseball stadium thing, which we're going to get into. Um, the thing that ties that all together is you, when you get into something, you're like, all right, I'm all in. And then you end up tying this back, I thought pretty brilliantly, once we rewrote it and reordered everything mm-hmm. to what kind of we're doing what we're doing here, which is, you know, this this project you and I have been doing. Yeah, and- I mean, that was the point of me bringing that up. And I reading it again, I don't I don't know if I really uh, I know we use this phrase every now landed the plane correctly. I did really mean for the ridiculous level thing to come back to us doing this, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like, yes, I've. I've done music stuff and uh, the baseball stuff, but the ridiculous level comment is supposed to come back to look at what we're doing. Just two dudes got in the bar and decided for what the hell, let's just write a blog. And we committed at a ridiculous level. This is our third year involved in this and we're starting to publish it. And so I I really like the way you turned, you tied that all together too. And you do make it clear that like you go all in with things. Yeah. Uh, my first question for you, real quick, is: okay. um, Are there any other things that you've committed to as a, at a ridiculous level? We know baseball, we know music, we know this uh, this blog and podcast. Do you have any other projects, hobbies, creations, passions, anything else that you've committed to at a ridiculous level? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a personality disorder. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I know I'm starting to get a little free with that phrase as as we're talking about these kind of things. We've talked about this a little bit, but we haven't really explained the scenario. You and I are involved in a movie club. Oh, yeah. It just makes perfect sense to bring this up right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go back to the pandemic again. We, We were all home. We had nowhere to go. And my real good friend, Rich, said, I got an idea. Let's let's create a movie club. And he had a bunch of friends and, and he runs this thing. And basically it's like an old lady's book club, 
but with dudes and beer and movies. Yeah. And on over Zoom. And we do it over Zoom. Yes. And um, so we started doing this and it, it was on Tuesday nights. Uh, one Tuesday night, my cousin Brian texts me and I'm in the middle of this Zoom meeting with all my movie guys. And we're talking about this movie. And he asked me something and I didn't get back to him right away. And and then he <laughs> because he's a little needy, he texts me yeah. like, what, you don't answer my text anymore? <laughs> so I during the the. <laughs> During the Zoom movie group, I texted him back and said, hey, I'm sorry, I'm in a meeting. And he was busting my balls on this. He's like, you're in a meeting on a Tuesday night at 9.45 p.m. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, it's a movie club. I can't, I can't talk about it now. So I explained it later, and I knew exactly where this was going to go. He said, I like movies. Why am I not in the movie club? <laughs> and I was like, because it's not my club. Somebody invited me to this. I can't just invite you to the well. So, as you know, we had to start a second one. Mm -hmm. So there's a Sunday night movie club, and you talk about ridiculous level. Well, here we go. Now I'm in two nights a week doing Zoom movie clubs, and I love all of it. I love all of the guys in the Tuesday night club. You are now involved in the Sunday night movie yeah. club, and we watch a movie. And we get together on Zoom and we talk about the movie. And then as soon as we're done talking about the movie, you would think that everybody just leaves. But what happens is we hang around, have another beer and just bullshit for a while. And yeah, and life is good. And you like a lot of times uh, you know, we'll all kind of just hang out for a little while. And then a couple of people leave and a couple more. And then a lot of times what will happen is it'll come down to just you, me and Brian. Yep. The three of us um, talk a lot. And, and we yeah, yeah. And we'll you know, and unless one of us needs to get up early the next day, like the three of us will just chat about whatever. Even sometimes if we do have to get up early, yeah, we'll uh, yeah. we'll just go late in the night just talking about whatever it is. Um, yeah. And and really like. That's that's become a constant every week, and it's yeah. a good thing. Like, yeah, it's good to have a crew, man. It's just always good to have a crew. It's it's kind of fun uh, for me too, and honestly, just adds to the whole essence between like like with our whole relationship and this whole story. Yeah, uh, because now, like, I know some of the people in your life. Like, these are all people you knew before I knew any of them. Oh yeah, and, and so I, you know, I. I mean, between Brian and Dan and Malo and like all those, you know, all of these people I've, uh, I met through you. It's again, like one guy's in Florida, uh, a couple of them are in Michigan. We're in Illinois and uh, we get to, we get to hang out once a week. And um, there are a lot of parts of your life that are in this pot in, in this uh, movie group, I should say. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got your cousin, you've got family, you've yeah. got Dan that's been there through all of the, the stadium and golf tours. You've got yep. me with the podcast. You've yep. got friends of yours that you met through teaching. Um, you have an, another friend that was, you know, your old friend from growing up in the Detroit area. I mean, they're yeah. like, this is a conglomeration of Larson's life in this podcast. Yeah, it's always been important to me to have people that are that have always been around me close. You know, I, I keep people with you as you go forward. Yeah. And some of these things like over the Internet with Zoom, you can stay connected with friends that you've had for a long time and see them on a regular basis. And it's it's a good thing, man. Well, it's, and I, it's been a good thing. And I know that was kind of the purpose of the movie group in the first place anyway. You know, I mean, yeah. that's the reason you were willing to get into two movie groups especially during the pandemic it's like yeah. well let's socialize let's fraternize here yeah 
Um, and it's, I mean, it's been great for me too, to be honest with you. You know, I, uh, I've been doing the travel thing obviously. And there've been, there've been some contracts that have been better than others. Right. And right. You know, one of those contracts I mean, roughly a year ago is when that one started that I, uh, I, I just, I worked a lot and I didn't really get to explore a ton. Right. And so really, and yeah, you know, so I didn't have time to go out and meet people. I didn't have time to go and explore the area. So truthfully for that three month period, my social life was the movie group. Oh, I that's looked great. I looked forward to that movie group every Sunday that's so much great. because you guys were my social life, yeah. you know? And so it's, yeah, the movie group's a big deal. So I, I'm glad you brought that one up. Kind of getting back to the blog here. Okay. I, uh, I love the way you did this, uh, that you kind of you did, you wrote this in a really unique way, I thought okay. kind of different from the way that we've written other articles uh, before and after this. Um, and I know you kind of you kind of rewrote this and everything in a few times. But the way this came out, I I, I love the way that you put this idea in here. Um, it's kind of like we're sitting at the bar and you're telling the stories and then every once in a while you say, Hey, let's have another drink. I'm going to tell you about something else. Oh, you're referring to while you're reading it, we keep hearing about Jake coming by and giving a beer or yeah. a drink. Yeah. Just like, so yeah, so that's how that happened. Have another drink. Yeah. Like I, so first of all, brilliant transition because you are talking about a lot of things that don't necessarily, I mean, at the end you tie them all in together. That's right. Sure. Yeah. There's, yep. But at first glance, these things don't have anything to do with that's, each other at all. That's right. I mean, singing in a band playing basketball, which right. obviously leads to singing a band, but still, you know, um, the baseball tour, uh, the, and you know, it like, and then you get to the blog too, like throwing that in there yeah. and you, you break that, you make that transition with like, speaking of which, let, let, let's have another one. Uh, you know, and it's, I, I thought that was brilliant. Well, I, I, maybe I use that word too much here on the podcast. I don't know, but I frankly believe it. So I don't think I can hear that too often. If you're going to keep <laughs> saying that word, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's somewhat purposeful because I did want, you know, we want to do as much show don't tell as we can, right? Like yeah. as we're writing something, we don't want it just to be in informational. And in the, in my first blog episode, I talk about, I lock my car, I walk in the tinted windows, I'm walking by here. And then this, you know, so I, I try to do a little setting work. You're very good at setting work, by the way. That's something I kind of lack, and I think as a writer, if I well, may say so myself. But I, you're you're very good at writing setting. Thank you. Um, it, you're being very nice, and I feel like you're setting me up for something. Uh -uh. Um, no, that's all legitimate. But in but in this one in particular, when I was rewriting it, and I was trying to look for, you know, as we had ordered our blogs, I wanted to separate my writing from your writing, so that you know, you could tell that there are different writers going on here. So I did want to kind of put that as a stylistic thing, but you're right though. I, I did need the transition from baseball stadiums to, you know, being on stage. And it just seemed like a nice thing to, to make it sound like we're at the bar talking, mm -hmm. sitting at a table. And it, it's apropos because that's what we're trying to convey about the day that we met. Yeah. Like we're really still trying to take people back to that first day where we met and saying, oh, by the way, here's another story for you. But 
in the middle of it saying, oh, thank you. No, I don't need anything else right now. Or thanks, I'd like to have another beer. And then we can get back to the story. Like, that's what you're doing at a bar. And right. so I kind of try to write it in that style as in, hey, yeah, well, we're sitting at a bar and, you know, get comfortable and get in your seat, get comfortable and listen to the story we're telling and be, you know, interactive with it. So that's what I was going for. And I, I think that it works and I appreciate that. Did was it what was the word? Did brilliant is the word you use? Brilliant? Is that a, I didn't I, you I know I don't, I don't remember. I can't I can't remember the word I used. It's fine. I think I, the the drink glorious. that you just made me is very strong. I can't remember. <laughs> glorious or something. Is a I oh I doubt that fantastic. one. I doubt it was glorious. Uh but yeah, uh, no, no. I, I appreciate the compliment, however. Yeah, absolutely. Um no, it was very good. Uh, so you mentioned actually, you know, we talked that you did rewrite this one. Yes. Um, the first couple of them you rewrote kind of heavily. A lot. We did a lot of rewriting. Yeah. Right. Um, and that not wasn't necessarily be- like your writing. It was more so because we kept on changing. Well, it wasn't that we kept changing, but like a couple of times we changed what our overall arc was. Oh yeah, and- the purpose changed. Right. So we had to rewrite it to. We kept most of the meat on the bone for right. what we wrote, but we would change the purpose of it. And and unfortunately for you, that meant that you had a lot of work to do with your first couple of entries At time. Uh, to yes, kind of fit true. that. Yeah. So you ended up doing a lot of rewriting, especially on these first two. Yeah. But I, I, I want to point this out just because this this was pretty funny. When you first wrote uh, rewrote this and when we were kind of in that phase of the the Stephen King just editing each other's thing. Right. Um, I. I had sent this. Have we talked about that? I, I believe so. Maybe not. But re- real quick. Uh, if not, you go ahead and make your point, and then we'll explain it after. Okay. Um. Well, I, I mean, we can explain it now. So basically, uh, you mm-hmm. had told me that you had been reading about there. What book was it that Stephen King had wrote with his son? Yeah. He. Um. It was called Sleeping Beauties. Okay. And in an afterward, um, he he wrote it with his son, and they did the coolest thing. They wrote different parts of it, and when they finished writing the book, they decided to go back and they edited each other's work. So Stephen King wrote edit notes for his son's work, and his son wrote edits for his work, and that was their first editing process. And I remember you bringing that up to me, and I thought, oh, this is brilliant. And that ended up being a really big part of this process. Um, We we did that. We employed that in in this, for sure. (laughs) And it was great. It was was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think it was really helpful. We've kind of been putting it off a little bit here. Let's just go ahead and talk about it. Uh, Tell me about the bare ham bones. Okay. So, Uh, you know, I first, you know, uh, we mentioned a little bit earlier, I was at a show this past weekend. Right. Um, You know. Always a lot of fun. I th- I think you. you know I've been to a couple of them now. Um, we mentioned earlier I was at this one this past weekend. We're gonna get into another one that I was in a year or two ago. Yep, that's at, coming up. A couple of years sure. ago, yep. actually. I um, kind of an important episode for the <laughs> a little bit. Story. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, start. Tell me about their bear handbook. How like how did you guys get together? How did you get this started? When did you get it started? And what was kind of the thought going into like? Hey, this is the band we want to play. This is the kind of music we want to play. And how did you find the like-minded people to form a band uh, that would stick together and actually do this? Yeah, I man, I love telling this story, Mike. Um, my 40th birthday was coming up. And Nikki and I, my 40th birthday, I think, would have been 2012. 
Nikki and I in 2011 were on that trip to Australia that we've talked about previously. Mm -hmm. And we were somewhere near uh, Melbourne. We were south of Melbourne by 45 minutes. So we're on the southern coast of Australia in this beautiful area. And we were in this condo and we cooked dinner and we had a couple of glasses of wine. Australian wine is beautiful, by the way. And, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that like off the top uh, of your head Australian wine. No, but... there's some really good stuff down there. Interesting. Um, and we were just talking, you know, like um, it was June, which is the beginning of the longest summer part for us. But down there, it's the beginning of fall. So, so dark comes quicker. You know, it's like it's fall for them. And so the dark came, and we didn't really, you know, it's not like we're gonna go walking around because. All the animals are terrifying in Australia. <laughs> so I've heard. So we were in the condo. We were talking and I I told her, you know what? Nikki, I kind of feel like I want to do the band thing again. I'm not done with it. I would like to, I think, be the singer and start it over. And she, her reaction was just so good. My wife is fantastic. She, without even letting me finish my sentence, she said, do it. You just, you do it. That's what we get home and you do this. And I was like, okay, I, was, I thought I was going to have to sell you a partner on that because, you know, I got to have guys over for practice and stuff and I got to play the piano a lot in the house. And I, she, she I, didn't even hesitate. I've gotten to know Nikki a little bit through yeah. this whole process and yeah. as we've become friends and everything. Yeah. Um, and I can say from, from what I know, that sounds exactly like her. Yeah, it is. It, she was just like, you just, you run with it. That's, that's what you're going to do. So, I got home and I called our drummer from the last band, Brad. He's he's been he and I have been playing shows for twenty years now, and uh, Tim Kahn, who was our upright bass player for uh, the band, and um, the three of us were in the last band, and we decided, hey, let's um, let's let's go forward. Tim Kahn was at the show this last set. That that's the same Tim Kahn we're yes, talking about. Yes, he's a great guy. Gotcha. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, he's a longtime friend, great guy, um, big supporter, and um, you know, soul brother, if you will. Um, and then I just started looking around to other people. So how can we fill this thing out? Um, Rich, who we mentioned with a movie group earlier, uh, his a couple of his he was my neighbor uh, for a while in Batavia. Okay. And he, I knew some of his friends and his friend, Mike was like, well, I play guitar all the time. So I was like, Hey Mike, what do you think about playing acoustic guitar with, with this band? And he'd been doing like open mic nights and he just, he, he couldn't have been more excited about that. Yeah. And so now we have four. And so we just had to find a lead guitar player. And so we put a band together for one night show for my 40th birthday because traditionally on a 40th birthday, people make fun of you because you're old and make the old man jokes. And I was like, we're not going to have that. We're going to start a band and we're going to get out there and we're going to do this. And um, well, now I just had my 50th birthday not too long ago and we did the same thing. So I refuse to stop doing things that I'm enthusiastic about. And um, that's how the bare handbone started. And some players have come in and, and gone out since, but um I love those guys and I love doing that every week. It's, it's, it's really something. So. Awesome. Uh, do you have, so one, this is going to be kind of a tough question. Do you have a favorite Hambone song? Ooh, do I or have at least like favorite? a couple of them? 
Hambone song. So I'll I'll tell you this. This uh, it's not necessarily one of my favorites. Not it's not my absolute favorite. I guess like it's not the I I shouldn't say it's the sole one. Um, but I remember very early on you telling me about um, what's it called? End of the road. Okay. End so of the yeah, road. end of the road. I remember you telling me about the the end of the road and yeah. Uh, once we get further into the story, I remember, you know, I didn't, the, the first time I went and saw ham bones in the situation I was in that, that time, mm -hmm. I didn't know any of your songs, but okay. when I heard the lyrics, like I, I was listening and I heard you sing the chorus, I was like, ah, yeah. this is the one. Um, and I, I think I, that was one I'd, uh, found on Spotify. So just because that was kind of the first one I knew about, that was one of my favorites, but, oh, cool. Uh, but since then, you know, I've I've listened to, you know, we have uh, our podcast starts with uh, Don't Judge Me. Yep. And me. last week we started with a different one um, just to switch it up, which I liked, um, but which was uh, trying to get a win. Right. It was trying to get a win. Yep. Yeah. So like I, I like both of those. And I remember before we started doing this podcast, you said, all right, your your homework <laughs> for. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, right. I remember. Yes. This. Yes. It, once in a while, you'll still give me homework. Yes. I, it kind of cracks me up. Yes. You don't do it as often as you should. But yes, I give you homework. I, that's fair. You know, I, I didn't do it as often as I should have back then either. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I wasn't all really tracks, as Melo would say. Yeah, I wasn't really that good. Of as a our student. friend Melo would say that tracks. Mm -hmm. OK, so uh, 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 but, you, but you told me uh, uh, go ahead. to uh, my homework was to listen to all the ham bones music. So mm -hmm. I listened to both albums. On my way out to meet Mike Hilty, who uh, is part of the SPDM crew yeah. podcasting network that we're uh, affiliated with. Yeah. You guys have heard us mention that at the end of uh podcast a couple of times. He's a friend of mine working. You know, he runs a podcast network. I went out to just kind of catch up with him. And then towards the end of our conversation, I just kind of, you know, we just talked about what we wanted to do with this whole podcast thing. Um, but on the way out and on the way back from that trip, because it was about an hour out to meet him okay. uh, where I met him. And uh, so I listened to the hand bones in the car that whole time. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, so I got to know that stuff. So it was a lot more fun the second time when I actually knew a lot of the songs that you as you'd sing them. I'm like, oh, yeah, I recognize this one. Oh, sure. um, so I, I recognize several of them. And it was it was a lot of fun. I go, go ahead. Do you have uh, do you have a couple of favorites or a top few or? Yeah, I feel like you've been asking that question for a while now. Um, and I don't have a better answer than when you asked, started to ask it. Do you mean on the podcast or just overall? On the podcast. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> yeah, you've gone on for quite some time now. My bad. That's all right. Long story short, guy. Um, False. Short story, long guy. Did I say that wrong? Short story, long guy. Anyway. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to answer this in a couple of parts. I think my favorite one to play is table for one. Um, I think the band just loves playing that. Like when, when we get to the point in the set where we get to play it, we know that people in the crowd, it's some of their favorite. And so that always makes us feel like let's perform it really well for them. Um, but we never do it the same way. There's a middle part where we just, um, we just sort of break apart and we do whatever feels right that day. Improvise. We do a lot of improvising and that's not a bare hand bones thing. Um, but on that song, it works. And so the song itself is great. And that little part where we get to do that is really fun. So playing 
live, I would say Table for One is probably our favorite song. Um, if I'm listening to Bare Handbone songs, there's this one called Jack Brown on the first album. That's, I was just going to bring that up. I, I was going to ask you, know you what one? the name of that one was. Like, what's the name of the guy that you tell the story about? I couldn't remember yeah. what that one um, as I was leaving the restaurant that I met Hilti at, uh, mm -hmm. is when I that song came on, and I I love um not for every song, but I love songs that tell a story. That one's a story song, and that one, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I I really enjoy that one. Go ahead. Yeah, I just I feel sorry for the guy, man. I love that guy. Um, it's not a real person, <laughs> <laughs> but I I feel sorry for him, and when I'm singing it, I I just I sing it like I feel sorry for him, and. It's uh, it's kind of a simple song as far as chord structure, but it, when you play a simple chord structure and you tell a good story, the song works, and that one works really well. And Last Days is another one that we did on the first album that it's a ghost story, and um, I think that one's a good story too. So you guys also do some covers. Yes. Uh, I one of my the one that I always remember is Johnny Be Good. Yeah, Johnny. Uh, yeah. And because of my experience the first time, which we'll get into down the road, yeah. I couldn't listen to that song for a little while because <laughs> oh. that was the one that oh, I no. could remember oh, from no. your show. <laughs> I couldn't remember any of your originals or any yeah. of the other ones, but that was the one that if it came on, it came on like, oh, yeah, it doesn't come on all that often. Once in a right. while I'd hear it. I'd be like, oh, I can't hear this right now. Yeah, I, I'm over it now. And I know that because I heard right. you sing it the other night. But um, do oh, you guys have a favorite cover that oh, you guys, guys like to sing? Funny. Uh, tons of them, uh, it, they come and go. Like you get excited about playing something for a little while. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so what we've been playing for a while now is Tom Petty's running down a dream. Oh yeah. You know, I hadn't heard you guys do, I didn't hear you guys do that the last, uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, I enjoyed that one a lot. Yeah. And I think when that, when we start playing that, we just all get excited about it and we all give our best on it because we're excited about it. And well, it's, it's such a good song. Mm -hmm, yep. Um, Folsom Prison Blues, I think we like to step on that one a little harder than the other ones. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm sure if I I could give you a whole list of them, but it, right off the top of my head, those are a couple of them that, you know, when we see them coming around on the set list, we get a little more excited. Yeah. I, I've developed a lot uh, more of an appreciation for Johnny Cash over the years. I've I've liked Johnny Cash for a long time, yeah. but... I just the the more the older I get, the more I just like Johnny Cash. I know? think that's a thing, man. It, because yeah. Johnny Cash was a long time ago, and everybody, everybody who likes Johnny Cash, has a. I didn't listen to him when I was earlier in my life, but I started listening to him, and I'm really it. It's resonating with me right now, and I, that's just. I don't think Johnny Cash will ever go away. Yeah. There, there's there's a big reason that guy is yeah. as popular as he is. And yeah, good, yeah, absolutely. I think 50 years from now, people will be like, I found this thing, this Johnny Cash guy, mm -hmm. and I need to spend a couple of months just listening to Johnny Cash. Yeah, I I love uh, I, I love hearing all this. I didn't know any of the history of the bare hand bones mm -hmm. um, or any of this. Uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, th thanks for sharing all this. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I don't I suppose I don't talk about that very much because it's it's now 10 it's over 10 years ago. Yeah. Um if you got me 8 years ago, I wouldn't have shut up about it. <laughs> uh but <laughs> but it's fun to reflect on it now. And I I feel like we're pretty good at what we do and we're we're not going to stop doing it.
<laughs> right. You know, there will be yeah. another show. So come out and see it next time. There you go. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think this is, uh, this, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for coming out last weekend. I, I enjoyed seeing you there and I know that, uh, Nikki enjoyed hanging out with you and, that, yeah, that was, was a, that that was a good time. I um I enjoyed hanging out with her and some of the friends that you know the some of the people you work with that uh, mm-hmm. teach with. Uh, one of them you know was a teacher back when I was a student and everything. And I I had a lot of just a lot of really nice just talks with her and everything. Yeah. It it was pretty fun because you know you you guys ended up starting a little later than you uh, intended to, so she and I got a a chance to just catch up with stuff. Yeah, and you um. When she first got there, she and I is oh hey good to see you, and about five minutes later you kind of circled back around and we were talking about some <laughs> deep life stuff which we won't mention right now because okay. it is uh, relevant to the podcast. Okay, but right. you just went how did we get all the way here and I'm like well it <laughs> was relevant. Two minutes. It what, just, how did you yeah. get all the way to that? Yeah, and and it, it was relevant, but it, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was pretty funny. But yeah, that no, was, thanks. Thanks for sharing all that. That was great. And also, um, as I did walk up and she's um, been a really, really great friend of mine for a long time and yes. very close. Uh, uh, when we have our wedding anniversary, we go out of town to where we got married and we have like uh, 12 people come with us just as a, a fun celebration thing. She's always there. And you pointed out right away when I walked up that that she had read she, she'd read your blog. <laughs> But she hadn't gotten around to reading anything that I had written. She she and mentioned she was, she was very complimentary about what she read that you had written. Yeah. She so I But she didn't really, as I, I recall, I, she I, didn't she didn't so much read anything that I had I, written. As is kind of the tradition between us. I had to give you some shit yeah. about that. But it was very funny because I just asked, I was like, you know, she'd asked. So, so last time, um, a couple of years ago, she said, oh, so I was told there was a project and I was kind of like, eh, eh, you don't know about that. Oh, right, you right, know, right. Uh, so it was kind of fun to be able to ask, like, all yeah. right, well, now, you know, it's out there. And man. and so I asked, like, so you're are you up to date? And she said, well, I've read the first and the third one. And yeah. I thought, oh, so the ones I've written. That's right. So you haven't read the ones that That's right. written. And, and part of me thought it just on your Kind of on your behalf in a funny way. I was like, what the hell? Really? (laughs) And and then immediately I just thought, oh, I can't wait for Larson to come back. Oh, that's right. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, you delivered that like a bomb when I walked up the table. I went, how did we get here? Because you guys caught up on years worth of drama into, into something that we will talk about later in episodes. But right away, you're like, well, we were talking about the blog a bit, and it appears <laughs> that your friend, has, you just she, had a shitty she, grin on your face. She's read time. all of them except for the one that, that you great. wrote. That and, and that just, for the record, everybody, uh, please read all of it because t- Tim's right. Like, I, not that I'm I need to clarify this, but like, we worked on this together and I think we did a good job writing this together. But it was very funny coming from a teacher that worked with that's him right. for so long, that's such that's a right. close friend of yours, to have only read mine. It was just very, very funny. Follow up that you're going to enjoy a lot. Right. He texted me the next day and was like, I read your article and it was wonderful. <laughs> I was like, don't do that. Don't stop that. That is don't. That's just all you're doing. You're just you're saying that because you have to stop that. (laughs) You're an asshole. That's what I was thinking. Uh, 
Yeah. That was a fun night, though. It was a fun night. That Everybody a fun had night. a good time. Um, you know what? Uh, I'm always nervous about how many people come out. Mm-hmm. You know, as the guy, the the front man, I have to look in the crowd. And when it's empty, it's difficult, you know. Yeah. And uh, when it's full, it's, it's beautiful. Um, but I'm always also thinking about the owner. You know, they invited us into their place to bring some business. And if we play a show and nobody's there, it's embarrassing. Yeah. But that night, he had already had a good night. Where, like, you remember you got there and it was packed. Mm-hmm. It was hard to find. I a, had to wait for a table a that I table. saved for Nikki and Lynn. And, uh-huh. uh, and so he'd already had a good night. His his dinner went great for him. So this was bonus. And, and we had a really good crowd there. So he, the owner was in a great mood uh, just about his day. And so the owner's in a good mood. The band's in a good mood. The crowd's in a good mood, and um, you can you can't go wrong. And that makes for you a good can't show. Go wrong. Yeah, yeah. That was a live audience, and um, by live I mean engaged. And when you have that, it's it's a recipe for <laughs> live wire a audience. Yeah. A fun night for everybody. Absolutely. So we've been talking about the music thing for a while here. There's a whole nother part to the story, which is the baseball stadiums and how that got started. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to ask you first was the golfing trip. Oh, right. So um, what's the difference of golfing in one place versus another? Oh, man. OK. A really cool thing was we we golfed. I don't know if it was Utah or Colorado. I want to say it was Colorado. We golfed a nine hole course. That is advertised as the highest elevation golf course in North America. That sounds like a Colorado thing. Go ahead. Yeah, probably Colorado, right? Um, <clears throat> really weird rules there. They told you you have to keep the golf cart in the fairway and never go in the rough. Interesting. Which is backwards from what you normally hear. And the reason was the rough is wild grass and they want to preserve it. <laughs> so they're maintaining the grass in the middle of the fairway and they're like well we water that so drive on that and i was like this okay so this is a different golf experience altogether because <laughs> this is some hillbilly shit right here i've never been told <laughs> to stay on the fairway in my entire life what the fuck's going on here but the other thing was and i didn't expect this i had no idea what club to use because the atmosphere is lighter the ball travels further. Mm-hmm. So I'm 200 yards out, which is where I would normally use a six iron. Okay. And I'm, and I'm trying to figure out what to do. So I hit an eight iron and I'm going over the green. And I'm like, well, I don't know how to golf anymore. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know what to do here. So the, I had zero chance at actually hitting a green with my second shot or whatever, because the ball just travels a lot further than you think it's going to. Yeah. So I was like, well, this sucks. And then we got to a hole. It was a 400-yard hole. And I had a drive that ended up in the sand trap next to the hole. So what I'm telling you is I hit a 400-yard drive. Nice. I don't have a 400-yard drive in my bag. <laughs> I don't hit a ball 400 yards. I don't have the capacity to do that right here in Illinois. We could go out and stand out in my yard all day and hit balls. I will never hit something 400 yards. That's really, really far. Yeah. However, two things happened. 
the ball travels because the atmosphere is light and then it rolls because it's really dry up there. And then the next thing you know, you drive in your cart down the fairway, mind you, 400 yards and see your ball in the sand trap. <laughs> and what you get to say is, well, this is the best golf I've ever done. Like my score was horrible because I couldn't judge anything, but I hit a 400 yard drive. I'm pretty okay. sure I won the, the round. Yeah. Well, there, there's a reason that like the longest, I don't know if that's still the case, but for a long time, the longest field goals in NFL history were in Denver. Yes. It's like, well, of course, because the yeah. atmosphere and home runs and course field. Right. So, yes. um, when I, when I did the baseball article for that other site, fancy boys, you guys should check it out. Yeah. Um, you know, that first day I told you a little bit about that thing I did for that, uh, that other blog site for that comedy site. Um, and in the beginning of it, I talk about how Pete Alonso hits a monster home run, yeah. which is fun. Pete Alonso can hit a home run anywhere, anytime, anyway, because he's just so strong. But uh, and it was really cool to be able to see Pete Alonso hit a home run. But I remember, like, you know, being in the stands and watching Pete Alonso swing the bat and then just hearing the crack and watching the ball just fly forever. <laughs> right. And I'm like, he, it, yeah. as soon as it came off the bat, I'm like, oh, that is great gone yeah. not even just oh that might be a home run no yeah. that is gone yeah. <laughs> and, to the moon and um that was in denver that right. was that was at uh mets versus rockies game and i i i'm sure that happens all the time there right there's a reason that's a hitter's park right and it's not just because like oh well the, the it's not floors. a left field fence yeah. thing it's not a right field fence thing it's the ball goes a long ways right Hey, speaking of ballparks, uh, we're going to discuss a lot about different aspects of the different stadiums around the league coming up with my buddy, Dan. Right, 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 right. Uh, I mean, favorite fans, best yeah. architecture, best view, best food, you know, et cetera. Yeah, but now before we get into all that with Dan, there is one particular thing about this that I know you and I agree on that we thought we better put out there uh, on our own. So how about if you start off? A lot of people are going to be mad at me for this. I hate everything that's on a Chicago dog. I I don't like relish. I don't like mustard. Oh I don't oh like pickles. God. We just lost like 15 viewers. Right? I know. Uh, but like, it's like, what, what's on it? It's like a long pickle spear. Don't like pickles. Yeah, mustard. You got to have mustard. I don't like mustard. Relish. And eh, not a really big fan of relish. Like, there's just anything that I don't <laughs> that I happen to still be picky about. Yeah is what you put on a Chicago dog. I'm I'm surprised they don't put peas on a Chicago dog. It's just like, uh, it's just... I don't understand. Okay, so I'm a transplant. Mm -hmm. I'm not from here. I'm from Detroit. Right. Uh, I don't understand why Chicago people feel like they can tell everyone else what you should put on a hot dog. <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> I, I totally understand that if you have some pride in your area, like we prefer our hot dog this way, I don't understand why why they're so charged yeah. about telling you what you can and cannot put on a hot dog around here. Like I'm it, gonna I'm gonna a, take your side on this I, real quick because I, growing up I, I I loved a hot dog with some ketchup. And so uh, they're mad about that. Yeah. You, you can't you're not allowed to do that. And they feel entitled to tell you mm -hmm. that you're not allowed to do that. And I, I just, I would like, as a public service announcement, Chicago people, I love you. I love being around this area. Please stop telling people what they can and cannot have on their hot dogs. 
it's 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 kind of a it's a bit of a blight on your wonderful existence. Now, as a guy that's grown up in the Chicago suburbs and considers himself a Chicago guy, I 100 percent agree with yeah. you, because here's the thing. Um, when I was in it was either just at the end of high school or just after high school, I went with a group of four guys, including myself, to a Cubs game. And I got a hot dog. Now, I grew up with ketchup on my hot dog. I'm right. sorry. It's tasty. That's what I do. Yeah. And, you know, sorry. I, yeah. I, that's what I'm going to do. So um, I went and I got a hot dog and I put ketchup. on. So I came <laughs> back. But you know what? Because you because know. fuck you. That's what I like. That's that. <laughs> who cares? Here's the reason I'm laughing. People that are not around chicago who are listening to this have no idea why yeah. this is a Pe big thing people are like i don't people get well why is that a thing who heard that you said i like ketchup on my hot dog are already triggered right and that's what exactly what happened yeah. so my 18 or 19 year old friends that i went with uh pointed out the fact that i I didn't show, I didn't say, Hey, look, everybody. Yeah. I had, to, you look know, me. I, got I just, up on my hot dog. I was just minding my own business. I was just <laughs> eating my goddamn hot dog. And one of them pointed out, is that ketchup on your hot dog? Yeah. Ah, Mike's eating a girly hot dog. Ah, Mike with his girly hot dog, which is stupid. Yeah. Um, they gave me shit about that. The entire game. I got that very, you're like first or second inning, maybe even before the game. game. I don't quite remember. It was funny for a moment. We were taking the train home and they were still making yeah. fun of me for that. And one of them still made fun of me for it later. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I sorry. That's how I eat my hot dog. Yeah. Why is it that big of a deal? It's such a weird regional pissing on hot dogs. <laughs> it's so territorial. weird. I don't get it. I neither, don't get it, man. I neither do it. I. And I grew up here. Yeah. And it, it's to the point where when I'm at a ball, when I'm at a game at Wrigley and I get a hot dog, uh, I'll still put ketchup on it because fuck you. That's how I like it. Yeah. But I'll still kind of be like, I'll kind of look Who's over looking? my shoulder. Is anybody yeah. going to, you know. Is a palooka going to come up and punch me in the face? Right. Ketchup on my hot dog and shit. Yeah. I it's it's I apologize so... to all the palookas in the area. I don't mean to offend anybody. <laughs> We're not here to offend groups of people. Palookas are fine people too. But also stop offending us because like we're you know, for those of you in Chicago, yeah. it's not that big a deal. Yeah, just I don't live in I don't live in Chicago. I live in the suburbs. Let me just have my hot dog. Uh there, yeah. There there it's so oops, I just punched my microphone. I hope you guys didn't hear that. So um People are, they're like triggered and entitled at the same time. <laughs> triggered and entitled. Uh, I feel like I have a birthright because I live in Chicago to tell you, you are not allowed to eat a hot dog that way. And and the thing is, if, if you're my, if you're my friend that I showed up with and your opinion is to, is to bust my balls on how I eat my hot dog, I will accept it. But if you're a person I've never met before. <laughs> and right. I don't know you and I'm just walking down the street trying to have a good day and I like I'm enjoying the sunshine and I'm just there's there's a nice breeze coming off the trees and I'm eating a hot dog and and once again I don't know you <laughs> and you feel that it's your God-given right to come up and chastise me for eating my hot dog wrong 
fuck you. Yeah. Like, let uh, it go, man. I, all opinions here are expressed are our own and don't have any in, like anything to do with the Cubs or Major League Baseball. <laughs> Okay, guys, uh, as promised, we are going to have an, an interview with our first guest, uh, my buddy Dan Sears. But as we are both short story long, guys, uh, this went a bit longer than we thought. So we've decided we're going to break podcast episode four into two parts. Uh, we're going to stop part one here. In part two, we'll have the full interview with uh, Dan and uh, Mike talk about what we're going to discuss a little bit. A lot of it's just going to be golf and baseball stadium talk, but it's not just going to be the sports aspect of it. It's all really traveling journeys between you and a friend that you've known for a really long time and gone on a lot of yeah. adventures with. Yeah, we've spent a lot of time together, so he's got some insight, uh, that's for sure. So um, since we're going to do that, uh, we're going to send you guys off with a little more bare ham bones as an outro. Enjoy. This is I'm a Boozer. Whiskey, beer, or wine, you just start a pouring.